Tattoo Church. How's everyone? Some of us are good. If you're in the foyer, make your way through. If you're in the auditorium, stand up. We're going to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords together. Yo, yo, yo. Come on, let's praise our God. Come fill up the space for you all Sing your love. Your love in me has set me on fire. This joy I feel brings me to life. Let songs of praise fall up my lips. These songs make play again and again. Come on, sing it up. God who will never let us go? Isn't it amazing that we serve a God who poured out His life on a cross so that we can have a relationship with Him? 
so that we could stand here tonight and declare that we will never let you go. That having Jesus Christ in our life is the best thing we've ever done. Amen. Awesome. Hey, well, welcome to Activate Church. It's so good to have you guys here with us tonight. You may take a seat if you would like. If you wouldn't like, I guess you can do handstands or however that looks for you. There's freedom in the house tonight. So if you're a newcomer tonight, if this is your first or second or third time, we want to warmly welcome you. Can we give our newcomers a massive hand? And uh, if you are a newcomer, when you walk in either the front door or the back door, you would have seen a bookcase like thing that had some uh, newcomers packs on them, which is like a white bag. There's one at the back being held up by our amazing, amazing hosting. If you didn't get one on the way in, make sure you grab one on the way out. So that's going to help you to know a little bit about us, which is cool. Hey, who knows that Activate Church is part of the Axe Churches of New Zealand movement? Five people, great. So if you didn't know, Activate Church is part of a bigger network of churches. So as big and as cool as Activate is, we're actually something, we're part of something which is bigger, which is cool. So if you're wondering where Jan and Sheridan is tonight, they are at Capity Impact Church, which is about an hour north of Wellington. So that's where they are, which is amazing. Uh, we had Pastor Michael and Gillian at Zion Church this morning, which is another one of our ex churches in Tiawamutu. Well, I said that right, eh? Yeah, <laughs> yes, which is cool. All right, so we love to celebrate here at Activate Church. If you've had a birthday, and not a fake birthday, a real birthday or a real wedding anniversary in the last week, would love to celebrate with you and would love to get you chocolate. So can you put your hand up? So we can give you chocolate. All right. Have we got like no birthdays or no wedding anniversaries? Okay. So if we've got no birthdays or no wedding anniversaries, have we got anything really exciting that's worth celebrating? Anyone at all? Anyone? Okay. <clears throat> I want to do something. Have we got anything? I, I, I literally want to celebrate today. So if we've got nothing exciting, has anyone got anything really lame that's worth celebrating? It can be so lame. All right. What have we got? What have we got? I've got my motorbike back. All right. Yes. He owns a motorbike. We happened to pick it up yesterday. Right. <laughs> oh, good point. Good point. Are they here? Is Zane and Courtney here? Oh. Okay. Does anyone not know what's happened to Zane and Courtney? They got engaged. And I'm not letting the cat out of the bag, it's on Facebook, okay, so... Was there something at the back worth celebrating? Alright, one more. One more, this is starting to drag out now. What, what? Took the muffler off my car. You know, I walked over there and I thought, this is a mistake. <laughs> but, if you're a young guy, you'll actually understand how cool that is. How loud is it? Too loud, yeah, okay. So if you're a young guy, you're like, yeah. If you're everybody else in the room, you go, I don't know what we're talking about here. So let's pray for for maybe Zane and Courtney. How's that? <laughs> All right. So Lord God, we just want to thank you for um for Zane and Courtney, Lord God, and that you have ordained their marriage, Lord God, from the beginning of time. That you've created them for each other. And so we thank you and we praise you for them. 
We ask you to bless their union, Lord God. And right now, we just pray that they would just know how much you smile on them and you love them and you have massive plans and purposes for their life. In your name, Jesus, amen. All right, so we're gonna have some news now, which I believe is not Jay, uh, Jane. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to Activate Church. We've got some great things coming up next week. We've got a great weekend coming up this weekend. It's Pentecost Sunday. God spoke to me really clearly about Pentecost and said we've got to go back to Pentecost in order to go forward into our future. So we have a great Sunday planned. I would encourage you to bring your family, your friends, your neighbours, your cat, your dog. Not the cat. You're allergic. True, true. We've got baptisms and if you've not been baptised, this is the perfect opportunity. The Bible commands us to be baptised. So if you've not been, why not this coming Sunday? In the Bible, Pentecost was a time where the Christians were hanging out together. They were sharing a meal together and that's something that we're going to do on Pentecost Sunday. So if you're coming to the 9am, we'd love you to come a little bit early and we'll share some light breakfast together. If you're coming to the 10.30 or the 6, we'll share a light meal together afterwards. So don't forget, if you need to be baptised or you know somebody that needs to be baptised, there'll be an opportunity next weekend. So grab one of these brochures or go to the website, make the most of the opportunity. That's all we've got for today. So we declare God's blessing over you. I pray that today you would encounter something of His presence and there would be a fresh revelation of His love for you. Amen. Amen. Hey, that um, baptism thing, it took me a long time to get baptised. Um, but when I did it, greatest thing out there. So can I encourage you, if you've put it off, do it. It really, really is an, an awesome step of faith. And so we're excited to share communion tonight. Can I invite the awesome Jaden Moore up here? Yeah, let's give him a big hand. How's everybody going? So, have you ever had a time with God where you're in prayer and you're spending time with Him and you feel that He really wants you just to stay there. He really wants you to push deeper into Him in prayer and just to stay in the moment and spend time with Him. And you don't know why it is, you don't know what it is He's wanting to say, but you do it and you obey Him. And then when you obey Him and when you step in there and stay there, He shows you something in a pretty awesome way. Well, I had a time like that earlier this week. I was asked to share communion this Sunday and I was asking God, I was like, God, what do you want me to share on? And so I was spending some time with him before I went to bed, and I was asking him, and I didn't really hear him say anything. And so I went and I hopped in bed, and as I hopped in bed, I heard him go, no, Jaden, I've got more to tell you. So I hopped out of bed, carried on praying, and then we got chatting about some real cool stuff, but it wasn't about what he wanted me to share. And so I hopped back in bed. I was feeling pretty cool because God had showed me some cool stuff. But then again, he goes, no, Jaden, I've got more to tell you. And so then again, I hopped out of bed. It was getting a bit cold at this point because it was late. And I was like, oh, I just want to stay in bed. But, you know, hopped out and I obeyed God. And then I really felt that I should go and write it down in my God journal. And so I got that out. And I didn't know what the last thing I'd written in there was. It was a couple of months back. And so as I opened it, I turned and I saw that the last entry I'd written in there was from three months ago. And it was one line and it said, communion idea. 
John 17 talks about giving the glory back to God. And in that moment, I knew that God had shown me what it is He wanted me to speak on. And so I was reading John 17, and there were two verses that stuck out to me. Verses 4 and 5, and they read, I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave to me, you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had before, with you before the world began. This isn't a prayer that Jesus is praying. He's been chatting with the disciples and then he goes into prayer. And so he knows all that's about to happen. He knows what's about to happen with the cross. He knows that his life is about to be taken on that cross and that he's about to rise again three days later. And so in this verse, he's saying, I've brought you glory by finishing the work that you gave me to do. Jesus' obedience brought God glory. Jesus knew it wasn't going to be easy. We read in Luke 22, verse 42. Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will but yours be done. It wasn't easy for him to go to the cross, but it was out of obedience that he did that. And by his obedience, he fulfilled the work that God had given him, and he gave glory back to the Father. When we obey God, and we listen to what it is that He's wanting us to do, we bring Him glory. So at communion here, I want you not just to remember the act that Jesus did, of Him going to the cross and dying for our sins, of Him breaking the bread and taking the cup, but I also want you to think about and reflect on that attitude He did it with, with the heart of obedience saying, Father, not your will but mine be done. Obedience could look like a range of things. I don't know what it looks like for you. It could be something small. It could be something big. Maybe it looks like sharing the gospel, even though it could make the conversation awkward. Maybe obedience looks like worshipping with all your heart, even though the people around you might judge you. It could look like standing strong in what you believe. Maybe your friends don't know that you're a Christian, and obedience could look like stepping out and saying, Hey guys, I know Jesus sharing with them about Jesus, telling them that you went to church. Maybe it looks like prioritizing God time over your own time. You could get home from work and just want to relax, but prioritizing God and then going, no God, I choose to spend time with you. Maybe it looks like something bigger, like going to Bible college, even though you have other cool opportunities lined up. Maybe it looks like something like moving overseas and becoming a missionary, if that's what God's calling you to do. I don't know what it looks like, but when we obey God... And when we step out in in obedience to Him and go, God, not my will, but yours, we bring glory to Him. And so I want us to reflect on the obedience that Jesus had. And I want us to also spend this time to ask God what it is that we can be obedient doing. Because there's a range of things and it's not going to be easy. But when we surrender and when we say, nah, God, I'm here for you. Not my will, but yours be done. And when we step out in obedience, that's when we bring glory to God. And so I'm going to pray and then you can take the emblems in your own time, but I want that to be what you reflect on in that moment. So Father, I thank you that you sent your son and that he followed what it was you wanted to do, that he had a heart of obedience. And I pray that in this moment, we would have a heart of obedience, that we would ask what it is you want us to do, and that out of obedience and willingness, we would go and we would do that. That even though it may not be easy, we would step out and trust that what you have planned for us is better and that when we step out in obedience, we bring glory to you. So I pray that you would show us where we can bring you obedience. 
And I pray that we would be willing and able to step out on that. Amen. time. Uh, Take as much time as you need. We're going to continue in musical worship. Um, The team has a real heart for God to speak to your circumstances tonight. So um, God, we just pray that we would be obedient. Lord, that we would be in tune to what you want to do. Lord, that we would hear you and we would hear you clearly. In Jesus' name.
thank you that you're always there and Lord you know everything about us Father God we thank you mighty God that you don't turn away from the hard things and Lord that sickness and sin are not too much for you in fact you overcame those things at the cross and today we declare those things over our lives Lord we're asking this today Lord that you would come powerfully move in our lives if you're here today you need a miracle come on lift your hand to God Maybe you need a healing. Maybe you need a breakthrough in your family. Maybe it's over your business or your studies. God, we pray today that an unfailing God, a steadfast God, would do a miracle again. We've seen you do it before. Do it again in our day. Do it again in our time. Do a miracle here in me. Knees are being healed. Eyes are being healed. Headaches taken away. Eczema. God, we pray. We declare, God, that you would heal them in Jesus' name. Shift in business. I see salvations in family. Will we declare it in the mighty name of Jesus? Come on, why don't you give God a great big hand in this place? Awesome. Why don't you give the team a great big hand as well? Aren't they great? Really, why don't you grab a seat? Say hi to the person behind you. That's hard because everyone turns behind them. Someone around you. Great. You know we're a family here. It's great to have you with us. And if you're joining us online today, it's so great to have you with us as well. You know what? I've got a great message for you today. My name's Steve. I'm part of the team here, and uh, we're going to have an amazing uh, gathering here today. Uh, before we carry on, I just want to let you know uh, 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 we are talking in this series about our values, and they're up on the wall in this room. Uh, they're on our website as well, but we're talking about being purpose, courageous, big-hearted, belonging, and kingdom-focused, and tonight we're talking about purpose. I know Jay did a great message around this, and, uh, and I'm believing that God's going to do something great today. Well, we're going to pray. Why don't you just join me for a moment? He honore, he kororia kiti atua. He moanga ronga kiti whenua. He whakaro pai ki natangata katoa. God, we honour you today. Oh God, we glorify your name. We ask peace would come. In a time and generation when we need your peace more than ever, we pray that you would come as we hear your word tonight as we hear your word online, Lord, that you would speak to us. Lord, we pray for your favour to come and we ask that you would reveal yourself to us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. As I said before, my name's Steve. I've got an amazing wife, Martima. She's beautiful, she's intelligent, and she owns an island. We'll talk about it another time, but I really married up. I did so very well. 
My son now is 24. He lives in Wellington. He's a graphic designer. He's a creative genius. My daughter has just moved to Palmy, which is so tough on me. I love her so very much, but so proud of her. She's a supervisor down there doing amazing things. But when they were little, we lived in a place called Palmerston North. I don't know if you've ever heard about it. It's uh, three people. That's great. And uh, we lived there for a bunch of time. And uh, I, I was a youth pastor down there. And um, we, I don't know about you, but October comes and you want it to be summer. Yeah? I want it to be summer now. But October comes and you're feeling like it's summer. And in Palmerston North, to go to the beach is kind of like the same effort that we have to make here in Hamilton. Except for when you get to the beach, it's rubbish. So you go to an amazing beach here, you can be on, you know, half an hour, 40 minutes, you can be on an amazing beach, but in Palmy you drive there, and, and I'm not trying to be mean about Himatangi, I'm not trying to be mean about Foxton, but it says a lot when you're allowed to drive your car on the beach. And so it was October, we thought my kids were six and three, that we would jump in the car and that we'd go out to the beach and we drove onto the beach and drove and found our own little spot. It was, by the time we got to the beach, it was now windy and windy and beach don't go together, you know? And so we're on the beach and my kids, my daughter's got a snotty nose and now snot and sand. It's like sandpaper, you're trying to do that. The only thing worse than snot and sand is like sand in your in your barbecue sandwich, you know, like your, your, your bread and your, and your sausage, and it's not good. And we're on there, and, and the, the tide's kind of a little bit far out, and everything's not really going good. I'm cold, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's just not enjoyable, and I'm like, I've got I've to do something to make this awesome, you know, I'm one of those days, I'm quite competitive with myself, and, and so we're like, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to build a sand sculpture, and, um, and so I start building this thing, but the kids aren't on the journey with me, so I'm thinking it could be around about this high, and we could build this thing, and it'd be awesome, we're going to make a statement on this beach, and as I'm building it, my son's running up the other side and sliding down it. All of the hard work that I'm doing, he's wrecking. My daughter's kind of like, she's so cute, you can't tell her off. She's kind of like throwing sand back at me. And after about four or five minutes, I'm so frustrated, I call my son over and I say, hey, mate, what I was thinking is, and I let him know what I was thinking. I showed him the bigger picture. I said, hey, what if we could build a sand sculpture? I reckon we could build and I'm just coming up with things right now, a sea monster. And he just turns around and runs away. And I'm like, wow. He's gone for about two, three minutes, and he comes back with these two twigs, and he goes, Dad, Dad, this could be the sea monster's antenna. And I was like, I didn't even know sea monsters had antennas. But that would be awesome. And he runs off again and he comes back with seaweed and he goes, Dad, Dad, this could be the sea monsters here. And I was like, brilliant. And he runs off again and he finds his shells and he comes back, Dad, 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 this could be the sea monsters' fingernails. I was like, okay, we've got to build hands now. And he keeps running off and getting these amazing things and bringing them back so that we could make this sand sculpture awesome. And I realized something that day. When you see the bigger picture, when you see the plan, the purpose, all of a sudden you find out where you fit in. I want to speak to you quickly just uh, in this message. If you don't know where you fit in, God has a plan for you. 
In fact, when you find out what that plan is, all of a sudden you fit. When you fit, there's something special that happens. And we live in a generation now who is desperately trying to fit in, doing many things wrong just so that they could fit in. But when you find out the purpose that God has in store for your life, you fit. And then two things happened with my boy. Number one, he stopped doing some things. He stopped breaking the very thing that I was trying to build. He stopped running up and down. He stopped kicking it. He stopped making a mess of the purpose, the plan that we were trying to do. And then secondly, he started doing some things. He started being part and purposed in what we were about to do. We're talking about being purposed here today. As a church, we want to be a purposed church. As your family, we want to encourage you to be purposed. As a business owner, we want you to be purposed. As an individual, we want you to be purposed. I want you to say it with me today. On the count of three, I want you to say purpose. One, two, three. Fantastic. That was four. But I know you had your muffler taken off today, so you're probably hearing a little bit out. But if that's you today... I reckon we could do a bit better than that. I want you to say on, the, on, on three purpose. One, two, three, purpose. I really threw that out because I said it on three. Yeah, you're right. If you're online, just stick with us. We're getting there. I want you to know that God has an amazing purpose for your life. And if there are any people in here today and you don't know what your purpose is, I'm praying that God would speak to you. God is about to show his purpose, his plan, his bigger picture, so that you will see where you fit in. And when you fit in, something amazing happens. There's an amazing moment when you fit in. It's a key human need. It says this in Ephesians 3 and verse, uh, 2 and verse 10, sorry. It says, for we are God's masterpiece, and he created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he has set for us long ago. So God's got this stuff set up for us and he's made us a masterpiece so that we can do those things. I think that's brilliant. I don't know about you, but when I read that verse, I see this word masterpiece. Now, sometimes when I look at the mirror, I would like to disagree. But I want you to understand a masterpiece is not something that is hurried. A masterpiece is not something that is just thrown together or accidentally happens. A masterpiece from the person who created it is purposed. And God says, I've got great things for you. That's why I made you a masterpiece. I'm not sure how we would see ourselves. In fact, sometimes we like to pull ourselves down. We want to declare the wrong things over our lives. But I want to encourage you, if God the creator of heaven and earth, when he made you, goes, that's a masterpiece. Then that's a purposed statement right from the beginning. And I reckon we could start to live that out. He's got a plan. He's got a purpose. He says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans for a hope and a future. Do you know his purpose for your life is to prosper you and not harm you? 
He wants, your, he wants there to be hope in your future. And if you're online today and there's no hope, we're gonna pray and we're gonna believe that God's gonna do something amazing. And if you're in this room today and you don't have hope in your life, God's saying His purpose is that you would live a future of hope. If you're taking notes today, I just want you to write the first one down. The first point, number one, is God is purposed. Watch this. This is what it says in Numbers 6 and verse 24. In fact, we sung this song last week. If you've been growing up in an Anglican church, you might have even uh, used this scripture as a benediction. But it says this, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. I'm going to try and do this real fast. I haven't got time to do it all today. But I want to explain to you why I think God is purposed. Because God wanted to write a prayer that He would ask someone like Pastor Michael to pray over us. Pastor Sheridan and Jan to pray over us. And so God decided to write a prayer. It's not the Lord's prayer that we know from the New Testament. It's the Lord's prayer from the Old Testament. And so God in all of His wisdom said, hey, I want you to pray this. God wrote this prayer, right? And so what he wanted the ministers, what he wanted the priests to pray over the people was what was on his heart. And what was on his heart is this prayer. And it starts with the Lord. If you ever read your Bible, if you ever read your Bible, that's a great place to start. But if you ever read your Bible and you see capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, that's the big God. That's the creator that's the all-powerful, that's the majestic, that's the healer, that's the Messiah, that's the gyra. He's all of those gods. When you see it written like that, capital L, I know it's dyslexic, I'm writing it this way, it's, it's, all, out of, it's all out there. But I want you to understand is that when he, the big God is saying, I want to pray this over you. And he says that the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, wants to bless you. Do you know what the word bless means in the Hebrew? It means for someone to get down on one knee and to serve you with gifts. So the powerful God, the creator, the all-knowing, the all-majestic, powerful uh, King of kings and Lord of all, that God there wants to get down on his knee and serve us with gifts. Wait up, wait up, wait up. That's not the God that I heard about. In fact, my father-in-law, he wouldn't, when I was a youth pastor, he wouldn't even come into our church. And we, we, I was a, it was a, quite a big church, and he goes, no, I'll just wait for you in the car park. And I said, no, no, come in, come in, get me. And he goes, no, no, if I go in that building, he'll hit me down with lightning. And I would say, why would he wreck his own property? He could get you in the car park. Some of us think that God wants to give us a smack. He wants to hit us down with lightning when we do something wrong. But the capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D in this Bible says that he wants to get down on one knee and serve you with gifts. That's a purpose, God. It says that he wants to not just uh, bless us, but he wants to keep us. In the times where this was written, the shepherds at night would put like gorse bushes around the sheep at night to keep them protected so that nothing could come in and they would not also wander off. You know, I don't know if you've been to Europe, but you see these amazing castles and they have the outer wall and then they have the inner wall and in the inner wall is the keep. So God's saying, remember he's a purpose God, that he wants to serve you with gifts and he wants you to be kept. He wants you to be protected. This is the God that has a purpose for your life. It goes on to say that not only does he want to do that, but he wants to make his face shine upon you. 
Oh man, when God, God's saying, when you show up in the environment, I get excited. My, I, I'm, I'm, my face is, is glowing. I'm so excited about that. Sometimes I get to do weddings and it's kind of that moment where the, all of a sudden the bride comes into the picture and you see the groom and he just starts glowing. A few tears come down. That's usually because I'm pinching him from behind. I'm making him feel a little bit nervous. But you know that look of wonder upon their face? That's what God says. No, I don't want to just serve you. I don't want to just keep you. But when you come into my environment, when you come into my, uh, into my into relationship with me, oh man, I'm so excited about that. Maybe you're here today and you're new to church. Maybe you've been away and you're just coming back today. Maybe you're in line and you've never even been in a gathering. I want to let you know that God's waiting for you to come because he's so excited. He's like that, 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 that groom waiting for the bride to come in. That's how excited he is about you. That's a purpose, God. And then he turns his, his, his face towards you and gives you peace. Oh, just real quickly. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. That means he sits on, the, on the, a throne of peace. That means he's the ruler of peace. And if anybody can give peace, it's someone who's the ruler of it. And if you're here today and you've got depression and anxiety, I've got great news for you. We serve a God who is the Prince of Peace and he wants to give you peace. Oh, yeah, it is worth a clap. You could get more excited about that. Should we try that again? Give God a clap. Come on. Awesome. All that to get to this verse. This is the one I've been trying to get to. It says this. Not only does he want to turn his face towards you and give you, uh, uh, sorry, uh, be gracious to you. Oh, man, I missed it up. I missed it. Face shine upon you. He'd be gracious to you. What does gracious mean? It means you can do far more than what you know you could do. You can carry things that you don't even feel that you can carry. This is the line I wanted to get to. The Lord turned his face towards you. My, uh, my daughter, when she was around about 13, we lived in a rental property, and she wanted to have uh, summer plants, you know, like beautiful flowers and stuff like that, but we didn't really have a garden, so we had these massive pots that we had. And, uh, and so I'd get these pots out in, in springtime, and we'd put a bunch of dirt in there and make it all good, and we'd put seedlings or seeds in there, and we'd water it every day and make sure it got sun every day, and we'd look after the things, you know what I'm talking about? And guess what would happen? Things would grow. And we'd water them again and we'd look after them and we'd make sure that they were all right. And now these flowers would pop out. It was brilliant. I don't know if you've ever tried it. It's awesome. And we would look after them and November would come and December would come and January would come and we'd go on holiday. And we'd come back from holiday and they'd be dead. When we would turn our face towards something, it would flourish, it would thrive and it would grow. And when we would turn our face away from it, they would wither and die. And God is a purpose God. Why? Because he is saying, I'm going to turn my face towards you, Jay. I'm going to turn my face towards you. I'm turning. This is a purpose God saying, I'm turning heaven towards you. Oh, man, some of you look like you've just drunk a drink of lemon juice or something like that. I reckon that should be exciting. The King of kings and the Lord of lords turns heaven towards you. That is the picture of purpose. You're saying you're a little bit passionate, Steve. That's right. Because when you're purposed, you become passionate. My son at six got passionate about building a sand sculpture. And we could be passionate about what God has in store for us. 
God turns his face towards you. He turns his purpose towards you. Not just part of it, but he brings the whole of heaven. My question is, where is your face turned to? And where is your face purposed towards? I pray that you would find purpose. I became a Christian just before my 20th birthday. And then for the next six or seven years, uh, I actually went straight, got straight involved in ministry. I, I knew that God had something for my life, but if I'm honest, I didn't really know what it was. I was just having to go. And after about seven years down the track, God spoke to me and it changed everything. Now, I want you to understand, I'm a Christian, I'm in ministry, and I didn't actually know what my purpose was. And so you might be here and go, that sounds really great, but I don't know what my purpose is. Well, welcome to the club. But God has a purpose for you, and I've got to tell you, when I found the purpose that God had in store for my life, it changed everything. I became a person of purpose. My marriage became a marriage of purpose. My family became a family of purpose. My gifts, they became purposed. My finances, they became purpose. My speech became purpose. My learning became purpose. My dreams and my life became purposed. I want to let you know that God wants us to be a people of purpose. Why? Because we're created in His image and in His likeness, and He is purpose. Say purposed. Number two, if you're taking notes, Jesus is purposed. Jesus is not just awesome, guys. He's actually purposed too. There's a scripture in Luke uh, 9 and verse 51, and, uh, and it happens... Uh, out the back of God, uh, Jesus doing amazing miracles. People are getting saved. People are getting healed. Uh, lives have been transformed. It's like, it's like living the dream. You know, like he's living the dream. And then this verse from Luke uh, 9 and 51 is said, and this is in the King James Version. And it came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up. He steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. In the voice version, it says, the time approached for him to be taken back up to the Father. So strong was the resolve, Jesus made Jerusalem his destination. The Message Bible says it like this. When it came close to the time for his ascension, he gathered up his courage and he steeled himself for the journey towards Jerusalem. Miracles are happening. happening. Salvations are happening. Amazing things. Big crowds are coming to him. And he realized he wasn't just here for this. He had to go to the cross. He had to go to the cross. It wasn't just about making a group of people for a little amount of time connected. For a ter- he, he was here to change eternity. I think that's awesome. He was like, I could stay here forever, but I've got to be purpose. So it said he set his face toward the cross. Oh man, if you don't know Jesus, this might just be the greatest thing that you've heard. That Jesus, the Son of God, came from heaven to earth because he loved you so much that he didn't want you to spend eternity without him, not in heaven. So he came to heal, to do miracles, to to save, to, to teach, to do all of the things that he did. But not only that, but to give his life, his perfect life, so that I could exchange my broken life for his perfect life. Oh my God, that's a deal. That's better than a two for one. You know, like that's a good deal. He came to do that so that we could live a purpose life for him. Jesus is purposed. 
Jesus says, I'm not just here just for a few of the parts that you called me to do. I'm all in. I'm purposed. There's a verse uh, uh, in Obi- uh, uh, Obadiah 1 verse 17. I like to call it Obi-1. That's where you start. Yeah, Luke's excited about that. But in Obadiah 1, it just says this briefly. It says, the house of Jacob will possess their possessions. Okay, well, that wasn't very exciting, was it? No, no, what it's saying is that the house of Jacob, Jacob's house, had possessions that God had set up for him. And Jacob's house actually possessed what God had in store for his family. What that says to me, there's a bunch of people out there that God has things for you. He has purposed things for your life that we haven't received yet. I'm going to tell you that that's not all right with me. I'm the kind of guy that asks you if you have finished on your plate, there's food there, can I have some of yours? Like, I'm, 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 kind of, I'm all about it. I'll have some. I'm, I want all of your blessing as well. I'm in for it all. The house of Jacob possessed its possessions. The house of Michael possessed its possessions. The house of Rob possessed his possessions. You know what? We could be a people who actually possess. Okay, what are you going on about? Imagine getting to heaven and you walk into heaven. You're like, oh, this is awesome. The band's nearly as good as what the band was tonight. And you're walking around and there's incredible things and you go, hey, what's that warehouse over there? And the angel showing you around goes, oh, that's all of the miracles that you could have had but you never prayed for. That's all the salvations that you could have had, but you never talked to anybody. That's all of the ways that you could have blessed the church and you were able to grow the church and nations, but you never did it. Oh, man. That was, you know? A purpose people are saying, I'm going to have a shot and I'm going to get your leftovers if you haven't done yours. I'll get a few of your healings on the way. I'm going to believe that I can step into what you have for me. You've called me to be a masterpiece for the great things that you have laid up for me, and I want to possess those things. Are you with me? Say purposed. What God has for us is, is a purposed life, a purposed future. I reckon that we could be those people who could step into it. Jesus turns his face towards the cross, steadfastly set his face to purpose, uh, to purpose. Strong with resolve, he gathered his courage and steeled himself for the journey. Jesus was purposed. Jesus turns his purpose towards the cross. He says, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. We need to be purposed. You might be in a good spot, but come on, be like Jesus. Go after the purpose life. Say, well, things are actually really great for me now. I could just live here. No, Jesus turned to the purpose that was upon his life and lived it to the fullest. Where's your face turned towards? Where's your face purposed towards? Can I mention for a moment, Dad, if your face is only purposed towards your business and you're wondering why your family's not doing so well right now, because where you turn your face, it grows. 
Young person, you say, oh, yeah, my relationship's not really with go- going that well with God, but these things are going real. Well, where is your purpose turned towards? Because if you want to have a relationship with God that brings hope into your life and brings joy into your life and brings joy into others, a purpose life, then we need to turn our face towards that. That's brilliant, Steve. You're so smart. Thanks. (laughs) Talk about somebody else, please. Where is our face currently turned towards? That's where we will grow and that's where things will flourish. The third one, if you're taking notes, is the enemy is purposed. Hey, why are we talking about him? Well, he's purposed also. It says this in John 10.10. The thief's purpose, underline it, he's got purpose, is to steal and kill and destroy. But my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. The enemy is purposed to rip you off. If you've not got your eyes turned towards your purpose, then I tell you what, he's going to rip you off. He's purposed to lie to you. He's purposed to steal what God has in store for you. He's purposed to destroy your confidence and your trust in God. He's purposed to steal your future. He's purposed to steal your hope. He's purposed to steal your joy. I feel like it's a moment where we're going, wow, he's kind of purposed to get us. But God's purposed and Jesus is purposed, the enemy is purposed, so what are you? He says, this is what the enemy says to us, it's too big for you. Nobody else is doing it, why should you? If you do it my way, I'll make it easier, more exciting. You can fit here. He's purposed to steal, to kill and destroy. In Pastor Sheridan's book, he says this, purpose drives us forward and purpose is the engine to get things done and stay on track. What's he saying? As you fit here, there's some things you need to stop and there's some things you need to start because when you find out what your purpose is, something comes alive. We can read, oh man, I could get talk about this all day, but we haven't got time. Uh, thank God, everybody. You could give God a clap for that. Three, oh, there you are. Okay, I'll keep going then. Great. There's a story around about King Nebuchadnezzar. Now, King Nebuchadnezzar comes into what we know as the church, the Israelites, and he he beats them up and he takes the best of the best and he takes them back and puts them into what we would call an apprenticeship. Are you with me? And he puts them into an apprenticeship and we know these guys. Their names are Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Big Mac, right? And so they get captured, and when they, uh, and, and they get captured, and then there's an apprenticeship with a bad king. I don't know if you've got to, ever had a bad boss, but they're with a bad king, right? And they've got to make a ch- choice. Are they purposed or not? They don't live where they used to live. They don't go to church how they used to go to church. And now they have to make a choice whether they're purposed in a bad time. And so here they are, and, and, they, and, and, and they, 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 everybody else is eating all this amazing food and going out on the town and doing all the great things, and they realize that this is not what their purpose is meant to be. I don't think that they're picking on anybody else. I think they're just saying, that's not my purpose. And so they go to the garden, they say, hey, what everyone else is doing that, would it be all right if we just had fruit and veggies? Would that be all right? Which is kind of like Michael, that's how he lives. He's a, he's a, 
he's a very healthy man. And so, and so they, they, they go to that and the guard's like, oh, I don't know, because if you, you end up being uh, tired and sick, I'm going to get in trouble. But they keep going because they're purposed, right? They're purposed that they're not meant to be like everybody else. And so they go on this, on eating this food and they don't listen to everything else that everybody else is listening to. And they don't do everything that everyone else is doing. And at the end of their, their apprenticeship, when they get to the end of it, this is what is said about them, that they were even 10 times greater than all those around them. There were some smart people in that apprenticeship, but because they were purposed, they came out 10 times greater. Do you know what? There's people in this room here that we need you to come out 10 times greater, 10 times greater in your business, 10 times greater in your family, 10 times greater in your trade, 10 times greater in your school, in your university, 10 times greater because you just know that you're purposed. Because they were purposed, they they set themselves apart and they came out 10 times greater. A, they had their their face turned towards purpose. B, they chose not to consume what everyone else was eating. A purposed life does not eat what everyone else can consume, what everyone else consumes. What are we talking about? We're talking about pizza here? What are we talking about? Can we go to KFC? That's a suggestion. Some of you, when you drive home, you are not able to go home until you get KFC. I just put it out there. It's true. No, no, they didn't consume gossip like everybody else. They didn't consume, they didn't speak slander over others. They didn't just go on social media mindlessly for hours, looking at other people's comments about things we don't even care about. Anybody? No, no one here, obviously. I'm sure the people online definitely don't. TV series and movies, they didn't consume what everybody else was. Oh, this is amazing, you've got to watch it. They didn't watch those things. They didn't get caught up in conspiracies. They didn't get into what everyone else had that they had to have it. There are so many people who consume every day the things that don't lead us to our purpose. And then we wonder why God's not blessing our life because we're not living a purpose life. And see, they dream differently. What does the purpose dream look like for you? You know what? It's different for everybody. It's different for everybody, the dream that God has in store for you. But I love these guys. I love these guys, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Rufrak. They, they have this amazing way of being, having this purpose where they could dream for something greater. To live purpose, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? What do we need to stop doing? What do you need to stop doing? Someone at your workplace always just pulls everybody down. You need to stop going there. Someone here used to keep pulling yourself down. I don't know, but I've done this. I'd be like, Steve, you always muck that up. You've got to stop saying that. And you've got to say, I'm a masterpiece that got that wrong. But I'm purpose and I'm going to get it right one day. What do you declare over your life? Do you know what? Every morning when I wake up, I've got a list of things that I declare over my life. They're prayers and they're promises and their prophecies and their scriptures that God's given me. And I just pray those things every day. Why? Because every day I want to wake up and go on purpose today. My purpose is to be purposed every day. And maybe you need to, maybe you need to stop some of those things that you're doing right now. Uh, what, what do you need to stop doing? What do you need to stop watching? What do you need to stop saying? And what do you need to stop being part of? These guys chose to stop consuming what everybody else did 
But it's, uh, and out of that, they came 10 times greater. Do you know what? It doesn't seem that easy sometimes to stop what everyone else is doing. But when you know your purpose, and you know what your purpose is, have you ever noticed that businesses, they try and be very clear about what their goal is? Because when you know what your goal is, it's easy to say no to stuff. Oh, that's awesome, but no. Oh, that sounds so great, but sorry, we don't do that. It's just easy. I, I hate making decisions. But if I've got, I'm on purpose, I already know what my answers should be. No, 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 and yes as well. Because the second one, as you understand, is uh, to live purpose, we need to know what we need to start doing. What do you need to start doing? What do you need to start watching? What do you need to start saying? What do you need to start being part of? Maybe you're here today and you're just saying, oh, I just need to start reading my Bible. That would be awesome. Don't see yourself as stupid goal. Just go 10 minutes and try and get, ask God to show you one thing when you read. That would be awesome. If the bank could come up, that would be brilliant. What are you, what, uh, 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 maybe you need to just spend time with God in worship. I've worked out this thing, is that I can have the best worship team in my home and in my car. Yeah? I just could just turn it on. We've got our own songs you can be listening to. It's like having Luke with you. It's awesome. It's kind of like we have the whole band there and you can just get in there and pay attention if you're driving because sometimes, you know. But, but you can have, be in the presence of God because when you're in the presence of God, what does he do? He smiles. He's joyous because you're with him. Remember, he's purposed in the time that you set aside from him. What do you need to say over your life? What do you need to declare? What do you need to turn your face towards? Okay, I'm going to pause for a moment. What do you need to turn your face towards? Some of you here today, you've been turning your face so far that way that over here, you've neglected something. And I believe that God's spoken to you about it today in this gathering. You might be online and God's saying, what do you need to turn your face towards? Turn your purpose towards. Because when you do that, I know that God will bless it. Maybe you're saying, hey, you know what? I, I need to turn my face towards God in a whole new way. Maybe you're here today, you've already heard in this gathering about baptisms. Maybe you need to get baptized. Say, God, I trust you. Now, sometimes when I have this conversation, people say, oh, you know, but when I was little, I, I got baptized. You know what? I call that a dedication and that's awesome. That's your mum and dad saying, I want to bring you up in the things of God. I'm so pleased my mum and dad did that to me. But there came a point in my life where I actually said, you know what? I'm actually going to live purposed. Thanks mum and dad for getting me this far. But now it's on me. And if you're in this room tonight and you want to get baptised, next Sunday we're doing it in all of our gatherings everywhere. And if you're online here and you're listening to this today, then you can come along tonight to our night gathering and you can get baptised. It's that easy. Baptism is one of the most supernatural and also practical things you'll ever do. God does the supernatural because guess what? We're not that good at that. But He asks us to do the practical. If you're not baptised here today and you want to be purposed, man, I reckon that might just be the next step. Maybe you need to get filled in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> We're doing that next Sunday too. We're believing that God would come and do a miracle in your life. 
that you would connect with him and you'd have the power of God in your life. You can come to a gathering if you're online listening to this. You can come to our 6 p.m. next Sunday and you can be part of that as well. God wants to do something amazing all over you. Maybe you need to be a witness. You need to invite somebody so that they can live a purpose life. You're Steve like, Steve, Steve, Steve. Now you're getting a little bit excited. When it's about me and me being blessed, that's awesome. But going out and talking to my neighbour about this. Okay, just a second. Remember the picture I told you at the beginning? My son was living a life where he was kicking over and breaking down the very thing we were trying to build. Your neighbour, your boss, the friend that you play a sport with, your school friend, they're living a life breaking down the very promise and purpose of their life and they don't know it. It kind of is my responsibility to let them know that there's a God that has a purpose for their life so that they can make that decision. What do you need to stop doing? Maybe when you heard me say that, you go, that's too hard. Well, maybe you need to stop thinking that because I reckon you could just be the biggest change that happened to your family and that God could do a miracle through you. Would you stand up all over the room? I really believe that God's going to minister here today. And before we do that, I'm just going to give you an opportunity to get yourself right with God. What does that mean? If you're here or you're online today and you're saying, man, I don't know this Jesus you've been talking about. I know this other Jesus that's an angry guy, this God that's kind of down on me, but I want to be in a relationship with this God. A Jesus who would come and turn his face towards the cross, even though that cost him everything, so that I could have a life to the fullest. I could take my broken life and exchange it for his perfect life so that I could have eternal life? That's me. In a moment, we're going to pray. I'm going to count from three down to one. And at the end, when I get to one, if that's you, and you say, Steve, would you pray for me? I need Jesus in my life. Maybe you're here today and you say, hey, I've just got it wrong in the last season. I've got off track. In fact, I've just turned my face away from where it used to be. And if I'm being honest today, my relationship is not where it's meant to be. Then when I get to one, I want you to lift up your hand. I want you to respond today. Maybe you're here today and you're just saying, I'm not sure what's going on, but my heart is racing. That's God speaking to you. And if that's you today, when I get to one, I want you to lift up your hand. If you're online, you can just simply let us know. And we would love to be able to pray with you today as well. So would you close your eyes? No one moving around. Just for the next moment, we're going to pray a prayer. I'm going to count from three down to one. When I get to one, if that's you, I want you to lift up your hand. Be my greatest honour to pray with you today. Lord, we thank you that you're here. We thank you, Lord, that you see us. We thank you that your purpose, we thank you that Jesus, you didn't just come to do good, but you turned your face to the cross so that we could have a relationship with you. Eternity could change for us because of what you did. But right now, it's our opportunity to respond. And if you're here today, when I get to one, just simply lift up your hand. I'm not going to ask you to lift it there for a long time. Once I see it, you can pop it back down. But it'd be my greatest honour to pray with you today. Three, if you're saying, I need Jesus. Two, you're saying, I've got to get myself right with Him. One, if that's you right now, come on, lift up your hand. Be my greatest honour. Brilliant, my friend. Amazing, my friend over here. Others, brilliant, brilliant. I see your hands. Awesome, my friend. Great decision making today as well. If you're online, why don't you let us know? We would love to be able to pray for you as well. Fantastic, my friend. I see your hands. 
head as well. I reckon there's three or four others. Your heart's racing. Someone you're embarrassed because everyone thinks you're a Christian, but you've turned away in the last season and it's time to turn back. Just lift up your hand. We're going to pray that prayer together. Awesome, 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 fantastic. Awesome, my friend. We're going to pray this prayer. If you lifted your hand, why don't you repeat this after me? We're all going to pray it right now. Would you repeat after me? Mighty God, I thank you that you see me. I need you. I need your love. I need your grace. I need your hope. I'm sorry for how I've sinned and how I've done wrong. But today, I'm turning my face towards you. Thank you that you died on the cross for me. Thank you that you rose again so that I might have eternal life. I accept that eternal life in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said amen. Come on, why don't you give God a great big hand? If you're in this gathering today and you made that decision, you know what, that's an amazing decision you made. And we've got a team at the back before you leave. We'd love to be able to give you a gift. If you're online and you made that decision, let us know online. Just type that in there and we'll send the gift out to you as well. But right now, what we're going to do in this gathering is if you're here right now, we're going to take a moment to sing this song. I like this song. I reckon it's got something of God all over it. And we're going to sing and then we're going to pray for your purpose. We're going to pray that something would come alive inside of you. So come on, why don't you join the team as we pray tonight, as we sing tonight. talking about stopping some things and starting some things. We're going to do that again in a moment. I'm not going to ask the band just to go crazy. They're going to, there's going to, the volume's going to come up. Rob's going to turn that dial up and we're going to sing it again. There's someone in here today you said, oh no, I don't sing. Well, why don't you start doing something different today? Why don't you start using your gift to praise the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Remember that capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D? Why don't you start to praise Him today? There's someone here today you say, I'm I'm a little bit awkward about lifting my hands. Oh man, I remember the first time I lifted up my hands. It was like this. And I felt so like everyone was watching me. Guess what? No one's looking. I reckon you could take your hands and you could lift them to God and say, God, I'm going to live a purposed life and I'm going to start it by praising you. So come on as we sing, why don't you lift your hands? We're going to lift our voice and our hearts and we're going to declare that God's a good God tonight.
Lord, stay in that posture for a moment. God, we pray today. Lord, that we want to be a purpose church. And that means I've got to live with purpose. There's fathers out there that have decided they're going to have a purpose marriage. They're going to be a purpose dad. There's mums here tonight that are deciding that they're going to be a people who put purpose around their thought life and around their voice. There's young people here. You're going to be purposed in your school. You're going to be purposed around your family, in your university. We're going to be a pair of people who say, hey, if there's a warehouse full of miracles, we're going to clean that thing out. We declare today, Lord, that we are passionate. Why? Because you have a plan and that you are purposed. And we're not going to get ripped off any longer. We declare purpose over life. Hands lifted high, saying, I want purpose. I want to live purpose. I want to declare today miracles happening, breakthrough happening. We declare it in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. There's someone here today, you need to start that business. You're going to start that business. And I'm declaring over your business today. I reckon there's three people in this room. You're going to start a business and God's going to bless it. But you're going to bless the church out of it. You're going to become one of the greatest givers because you're going to give that gift of the business that God's going to do and He's going to bless it so much that you're going to give and you're going to give and you're going to give. We're going to be able to do things in communities that we've been praying for, schools that we've been praying for, open up new campuses just because of that business. There's someone here today and God's saying, you've got to write that book. You've got to write that book. Someone needs to know the plan so that they can stop knocking it down. You need to write that book. These people here today, oh man, right now, if you believe that you, uh, that God would give you the gift of healing, I want you just to lift your hands wherever you are. Pray for people to get healed. Oh man, I reckon it might just be the most awkward and amazing gift at the same time. God, we pray right now with hands lifted high that your anointing would come and that you would, you would come upon them and make them have healing hands. God, that you are the Lord, but that you work through your people. Move through these hands, we lift them to you. Move through these hands, Lord, as we lay them on people's heads and knees and backs. Lord, that you would heal them. Oh man, we would be excited. We would be blown away. We're not gonna shy back, but Lord, we're gonna step forward. These hands lift the Lord. Lord, we pray your power in them, your presence upon them. We declare it in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we declare it in the mighty name of Jesus. These people here, you've got to start singing again. Oh man, I reckon there's four or five people. You've stopped singing. Oh, God wants to use your voice. He wants to use you to declare goodness over people's lives. There's people in this room. There's someone here, you've got to go back to uni. God's going to use you in a great way. There's someone here, God's raising up to be a politician and you're going to be 10 times greater. People would say, this is the best politician we've ever had. Better even than Big Mac and Roof Rat. You're going to go all of the way because you're going to live purpose in an amazing way. If you're here today and you don't know your purpose, it might be the first time you've ever lifted your hands, but you're saying, I want to live purpose from now on. I just want you to lift your hands all over the room. For some of you, God's going to whisper something in your, into your heart. And it, it might just be small, but I want you to step out and do it. 
someone right now God's calling into ministry, you don't even know how that's going to happen. Don't worry about that. God's going to sort it out. He's purposed. There's five, six, seven people you're saying, in the next season, God, I'm available. If you want to call me into ministry, I'm ready to go. There's someone in this room today, you're going to be the head girl of your school. But you're not just going to be the head girl of your school, you're going to be 10 times greater. There's someone here, and God's just spoken into your heart right now that you're meant to be the person that takes the purpose to your family, your wider community. God's going to unlock a whole generation of people because of you going and being purposed every time you talk to them. You don't have to attack them, but you need to be prepared to be able to share with them the purpose that God has in store. Lord, we pray for purpose. We want to be a purpose people. We declare it. Come on, we're going to sing it again. You are my hand when Steve wanted, uh, was praying about healing, gift of healing. You know, I want to see the gift of healing flow through my life. Not because I'm anything special, but there's some important people in my life, people who I love, who I want to see healed. And so I put my hands up and I want to see miraculous things happen as I lay hands on people. Not because I'm anything special, but because my God is amazing. But that actually means that I have to start doing something. I have to lay hands on people and I have to pray for people. So there's not one single person in here who can walk away from tonight's message and go, that's not for me. Every single one of us in here 
can stop doing something, can start doing something. And I love what Steve said about where we face, what we turn our face towards. Amazing, eh? You guys can take a seat for a second. Who wants to be a purposed person? All right, well, I want to thank you for being purposed in your giving. Thank you for being purposed with how you use what God has given you to bless the church because it really does help us to be all that God has called us to be. Um, after our gathering tonight, we're going to hang out for snack and chat. Who loves food? I love food. Yep, one person over there really excited about food. Church is not just a building. It is not just a meeting or a gathering place. Church is family. So hang out after church, have some food, share some laughs with people, do life together, be brave, introduce yourself to someone you don't know. I know it's scary, but but we can do it. Uh, If you need prayer for anything at all today, if there's circumstances in your life that you need people to stand with you and pray for, please come to the front. We would love to stand with you and pray. If it's about the message, great. If it's any other thing at all, come to the front. We would love to stand with you in prayer. Awesome. Well, who reckons we should go out of here praising our God? We can do better than that. Who reckons we should go out of here praising our God? Awesome. Yeah. So why don't we stand to our feet? Come to the front if you want to come to the front. And we're going to go out of here worshipping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on, let's go. It's a miracle. You are calling me into your open arms God, I choose to walk with you with all my heart All the trials may come, but your will be done
awesome. Go and enjoy some food and some laughs. Peace.